Welcome to the One Rental at a Time podcast. This is your host, Michael Zuber. This is the show where we interview guests involved in the real estate business. From experts to newbies, wholesalers, flippers, buy and hold, apartments, commercial, notes, hard money, Airbnb, mobile homes, it doesn't matter. If you're involved in the business, we want to talk to you. This show relies on referrals and recommendations from our listeners. If you know someone we should talk to, please make a recommendation. As the author of One Rental at a Time, The Journey to Financial Freedom, I'm dedicated to helping you take your first or your next step on your real estate journey. But I need your help. We need to spread the message of One Rental at a Time Works. Please share this podcast, my YouTube channel, and of course, my book, all called One Rental at a Time. Thanks, and let's start the show. Hello, friends. How are you doing this morning? So I've been lucky enough to be invited to speak at another real estate meetup uh, this evening. Uh, this one happens to be out in Fresno. So I'm happy to go out there, look at some projects <clears throat> and talk to new investors this evening. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, I do want you to know if you happen to be a member of other California based real estate meetups and you know you would like to have some you know a buy and hold investor come in and speak with the group, uh, go ahead and please reach out to me. Uh, you know, my email is mzuber at one rental at a time dot com. Uh, send me a note, make an introduction, maybe to the people that run it, and we can see about scheduling something. Um, basically, any anywhere in California where I can probably drive to uh, might be interesting to to you know talk to more groups, uh, whether here in the Silicon Valley, SoCal, uh, Sacramento, whatever it happens to be. Let's talk. Let's see. Let's see if it makes sense, and we can we can schedule something. So, uh, with that said, uh, something I like to do is always do a dry run of my presentation, which is going to be this recording. Uh, in real life, there'll be you know interaction from the audience and things of that nature, uh, and also I do my best to create content that the organizer wants. Uh, so in this case, uh, I was asked to talk about um, buy and hold rentals. You know the importance of getting to four. Um, you know, from, from that perspective. So that's what we're going to do. And let me share the presentation. Move this out of the way and we'll go ahead and get started. All right. So as mentioned, uh, this presentation is going to be to the Fresno real estate meetup. Uh, it's about buy and hold properties. We're going to go through and talk about something I'm doing now is I'm, I'm bringing the uncomfortable truths right up front. Uh, I've talked about them a couple of times on this channel. I think I've actually expanded the list to, to 10 or 12, uh, but I've picked five that kind of resonate with this title. Uh, I will talk about our story in a single slide. <clears throat> if there's a lot of new people there, it, um, you know, it helps sometimes to cement who we are and maybe they can see a little bit of us in their, uh, in their kind of, you know, wh where they're sitting. Talk about the keys to success, again, around buy and hold and getting started. I do propose, um, or at least uh, try to make this thought provoking is, you know, can you answer these three questions? I get a lot of new investors that are stuck. So I try to unstick them by, you know, framing up some key questions, highlight some early mistakes. I talk about some core beliefs, uh, talk about why we teach for, uh, for rental properties. Uh, and then what are we doing after we've left the rat race? And then, uh, I think I, I think I close with just a picture of a uh, picture of our book. 
uh, I think is how I close this one. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, again, we'll just build this out. Again, sacrifice is key. It's not about how much you make, it's how much you keep, you know, the whole good defense concept. Uh, I think uh, it's important to understand you only need to be good at one part of this business. I think too many new investors get distracted by lots of different things, wholesaling, flipping, door knocking, you know, whatever it happens to be. Uh, and they make an inch of progress on seven different things versus, you know, a lot of progress on one thing. Uh, the personal network matters, not only as far as deal flow, uh, but in the beginning, uh, it's frightening, in myself included, how many negative people, even today sometimes, which is really odd, right? Um, but there are some negative people uh, that you need to sometimes remove or at least have less frequent contact with. Uh, bad things happen in the buy and hold business. Uh, it's just kind of the name of the game. You need to understand that's going to happen. It, uh, um, it's never going to be perfect. Uh, you need to manage your ups and downs and, and things of that nature. And then lastly, most importantly, anyone can be successful. I've been lucky enough to speak with teenagers, uh, ex-cons, you know, felons, uh, people starting in their 50s, um, single ladies. It, it just doesn't matter, right? It, it, real estate doesn't care who you are. It doesn't care about your history. Uh, it's this inanimate thing that if you understand the basics, uh, you can do some great things in this business. So again, uh, for us, the wake-up call uh, was on my 30th birthday. I've always reassessed or evaluated where I am. Uh, I'm going to do that again in July. It's kind of, kind of mid-year for me. That's, that's when my birthday is. And really understand where we're at. Uh, you know, I was a tech professional, traveled way too much, spent you know, way too long, uh, way too many nights in hotels away from my family. I did try to invest in the backyard, right? That's what all the books said. So I tried that. didn't work for a year. Uh, we found Fresno because I was a control freak, you know, two and a half hours away, but you know, it was a reasonable day trip. Uh, first rental experience uh, would crush most people. Uh, I think I'll tell the Norris Drive story here where we, you know, we dig in, we get somebody, we do everything right. It still blows up. Uh, you know, basically we collect a single month's rent and a down payment or a, a deposit and um, that's it. Right. And then we have to evict which takes 60 or 90 days, $15,000 in damage when they're out. You know, I think, I think that would have crushed most people. Um, you know, again, we've, we've been through a, 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 you know, a full cycle and a half, right? We went up, we went down, we come up and, you know, we've been investing all throughout that. And I think it's important for people to hear that you don't need to, um, you know, you don't need to wait for some depression or, 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 you know, for the market to turn. If you do your homework and you, you know, you do what I say and what I teach, uh, if you learn your market, you can create good deals in any market. You know, we've done 10 or 11 transactions this year already. And this is from a guy who thinks we could be turning around, but I know my market. I know the deals. I know, I know what makes sense. And uh, because I'm doing that, I, I can buy in any market. Uh, you know, when, when markets do get crazy in one asset class, it's, it's okay to, to move and reposition money. Uh, 1031 exchange out of houses into apartments um, was a huge part of our success back in 07, 08. And, um, you know, it could happen again, but maybe this time it's 1031ing out of apartments into houses. You know, you just never know. Uh, we were buy and hold, uh, you know, technically exchange, uh, but we didn't sell. Um, that was an important part of our 15-year journey. Uh, the wife retired 15 or 15, five years ago, excuse me. Uh, and then I left in February of 2018. Uh, and now we spend time giving back. Uh, we turned some of our properties into prime of ownership rentals uh, for new landlords.
Okay. So we were bought in together, joint sacrifices. You know, we were living paycheck to paycheck on my 30th birthday. I talked about that wake up call. Uh, we decided that uh, we needed to keep earning and maximize our earnings, but start saving. And we slowly ratcheted down our expenses, uh, probably to 50% of our income there uh, after five or six years, uh, which allowed us to keep moving forward. Uh, we bought deals that made sense, even in seller's market. You know, we, we couldn't wait for and frankly didn't know a crash was coming uh, the first time. We kept learning our market every day for 10 years, which is what I teach and talk about. You, you really need to understand what's going on and get a, almost a rhythm of what, what's happening in your market. And, you know, Realtor.com, Redfin, it's, it's out there. And if you look every day at a select criteria, you, you can start to learn your market as well. Uh, we were always used conservative finance. Um, and we just stopped chasing, um, you know, prices high, you know, single family homes higher. Um, when they stopped working in our model, right? At some point they got silly. We did move into small multis uh, when they were undervalued. Uh, we, found, we found ways when banks were saying no uh, to keep moving forward, which was a key to our success. Uh, we never stopped looking for deals, uh, hence our one rental at a time uh, is our story. Uh, we had so little time, we outsourced everything else except getting more capital, right? Earning uh, and finding deals. Those, those were, those were what we, we keyed on, um, all those years and, and we outsourced everything else. So here's a few questions. If you're a new investor that I think often gets people stuck, you know, what is your buying criteria? Well, you know, what is it, right? Do you want to, you know, is it a hundred dollars a month per door? Is it, uh, 7% cash on cash? Is it the yellow house with three bedrooms? You know, I don't know. Right. What is it? Do you know what an average deal is in your market? And this really goes to the crux of what I'm trying to teach people. Uh, if you really spend the time to learn your market, you, you need to understand what, what's a bad deal, average deal, good deal, great deal in your market for your chosen asset class. When you understand that, um, you can buy in any market. Uh, if you know what an average deal is, what's a good or great deal? And then, you know, what should you focus on? And then what should you be willing to outsource, right? Real estate's a people business. Um, so what can you outsource, leverage from others and, and the like? Uh, so what some of our earlier mistakes, uh, I was focused uh, on cheap properties. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why, but when you go back and you look at the math, uh, buying cheap properties consumed too much cash and really stunted our growth in the beginning, which hurts because as you've already seen, we took all of those properties and did a 1031 exchange. And if I would have bought cleaner properties and consumed less cash, I would have been able to buy a lot more and then thus 1031 more. Um, truth be told, I just didn't appreciate our cash. I didn't, I didn't know. I thought cheaper was better. And shoot, if I had to spend 15 grand after buying something and you know, I got you know, 30 grand in value, I thought I won, right? I, I'm, I, our net worth went up 15 grand. But that's irrelevant, right? The markets go up and down. The only thing that, that really mattered is I lost that 15 grand, in, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't re appreciate return on time. Uh, you know, I always thought it was about ROI or, or maybe cap rate or, you know, whatever your term is. Uh, for me, I, again, because I was that full-time employee all over the world, I should have been thinking more return on time. And again, cheap properties not only consumed cash, but they consumed a lot of time. Another one I made a mistake is that banks would be conservative. Um, you know, I, I created this concept of no alligators and I did that because the first property we bought was fine, but we did do a cash out refi 
And I assumed the bank would be conservative and not, not let me turn something into negative cash flow. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, that bank uh, gave us, um, you know, we took the maximum, which again, we thought was conservative. Uh, it was not. So we took an asset that was saying producing 200 bucks a month in net positive cash flow, net of all fees, uh, and it became negative 200. Uh, but boy, you know, they gave us, you know, I don't know, 50 grand or something. That's a huge mistake, right? Your basic, you know, lots of people made that mistake and that's why a lot of people lost. Uh, it's and fair to say we did take that 50K and bought more properties. So if you blend the average across our portfolio, we were fine. Uh, but that first property was never positive again and, and it hurt every month. Um, so we were happy to do a 1031 exchange a few years after. Um, you know, we didn't uh, really appreciate that a market could take an asset class to ridiculous highs. And that really, for us, was single family homes. You know, that Norris Drive story starts at 100 and goes to 260, but the rent never moved. And that's, that's just crazy. Um, you know, so it, was, it, it allowed us to move equity into apartment buildings uh, back in the, the late 2000s. So again, you must have your significant other on board. Uh, it is paramount uh, to this. You can't, they can't be kind of in, kind of out, or else something's going to blow up. Because unfortunately, I can only promise you a few things here. And that's if you're in the buy and hold business, specifically buy and hold landlord, eventually something bad's going to happen. Maybe a tenant, maybe something breaks, maybe mother nature, who knows. Uh, but something bad's going to happen. Uh, never buy or create an alligator. All right. We never bought one, but we did create one via that cash out refi we spoke about. I do believe in live where you want, but buy where the numbers make sense. You know, I shared earlier, we tried to invest in our backyard for a year. It just didn't work. So if we really wanted to use real estate, we needed to do something else. And hence Fresno. Uh, I do believe you need to protect yourself when you buy. If you think of the monopoly board, right? You don't, you don't typically, you know, create the maximum cash flow by buying park place and boardwalk. Right. We like to buy below the median, um, and we don't, uh, we don't let our ego tell us to buy higher class stuff. Uh, I do think there's basically three differences of stuff in the market, and now you can split hairs between them. But there's basically properties that are boarded up or should be boarded up and not lived in, but maybe they are. These are ones that new investors, for the most part, shouldn't, shouldn't play with unless maybe they're a contractor or something of that nature. There's the well used but rented. This is what I focused on buying in the beginning and I've already mentioned, I called them cheap properties that consume too much cash and too much time. Uh, and frankly, were the wrong purchases for us in the beginning, given our time and dollar constraints. And then there's the clean properties, which I now call pride of ownership. Some people call turnkey. These are things that would have been better for me to purchase uh, in the beginning. Uh, I do believe I've created only a couple of things that are unique in this. And one of them is this acronym CRAP. It stands for cash rich asset poor. Uh, you can't, uh, I don't believe you get to a comfortable retirement just by saving cash. You need to own assets that are protected by inflation, have that produce income, tax advantage, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, you need to always leverage conservative financing. This is what some people forget, especially if you've been investing for only the last five to seven years where it's been a great market. Uh, eventually markets turn. And if you can't hold through the downturn because your financing is maybe uh, variable or over leveraged. Uh, I've seen people worth $10 million be destroyed in nine months uh, because their financing was over leveraged. And once the first domino fell, they, they couldn't stop it. 
Uh, I think you need to focus on one thing as an investor, real estate investing. If you watch, you know, Facebook, social media, any of that, you can see lots of people being wildly successful. If you're following what I do, buy and hold, uh, or, you know, anything, but you have a full-time job, just focus on one thing, get good at one thing and, and move on from there. Uh, don't never forget that real estate's a people business. Uh, I sometimes, you know, in the beginning thought it was all about trying to create the magic Excel spreadsheet and boy, was I wrong. So why four rentals? Um, you know, I've, I've, I've made the mistake over the years of telling our big story and talking about hundreds of units and, you know, people, you know, are excited for you and they want to take a picture with you and all of that. But when they get to the car with their significant other, it's like, nope, we can't do that. And that's my fault, right? I failed when, when I do that. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if you don't know already, financing for investment properties are relatively easy. Um, you know, so I, I just like p pitching the idea, hey, let's get to four. Uh, I do believe four rentals can change your life. Uh, and thus, um, you know, you, uh, you, should, you should at least set a goal of getting to four. Uh, once you're at four, you can decide if you're done. You know, maybe you want to get to 10. Um, you know, it's your choice. So what do we do now? Uh, we're still adding to our portfolio of long-term holds. Uh, we're probably never going to stop this. Uh, we do now generally focus on seller financing. It's just, it's just a way to get creative, help them help us. Uh, we do, uh, we are looking to build relationships with people in Fresno all the time. So if you're a bird dog or a wholesaler, or you want to meet a cash buyer, let's talk. Uh, it's, you know, one of the reasons I love to talk to Fresno groups is because I never know who's going to bring me a deal. Uh, we are finding slumlord properties today. Uh, again, we've done 10 or 11 already this year. Uh, and we spend 40 to 80 grand turning those around. Uh, and we currently have eight projects in flight. Uh, we do give back. Uh, we do have a YouTube channel uh, called One Rental at a Time. If you haven't subscribed, please do, do so. Hit that like button or ring, ring the bell. Uh, we do have a, a self-published book uh, about our 15-year journey uh, through one of the craziest real estate cycles of all time. Uh, that's often a good read, I'm told, and people get excited about it. Uh, and then lastly, I do have a course that talks about how to create and hone your skills of finding deals in your market. Uh, it's called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. Uh, it is on online. It's $199. Uh, but for people that watch uh, my uh, watch or meet me at a meetup, I do give you a $50 coupon code because I want to see you successful and it's a small way to thank you for your time. Uh, it's Web50. So, uh, you know, if you happen to be watching this and you're, you're interested in learning your market, what's a bad, average, good, and great deal, which again, I think is the key, um, there's a coupon cord. So it only costs you $149. And um, you can find that on our uh, website at onerentalatatime.com. Uh, I think it's near the bottom. And again, here's the cover of our book. If you go to Amazon, uh, you can get it in paperback. I think it's $14.99. Um, if you, uh, have a Kindle, I think it's nine 99, uh, and there is our email, uh, and our website. If again, use the website to check out the course, learn about us and, um, you know, all of that good stuff. All right. So, uh, thank you for watching. That was just a dry run. I went through a little quicker, uh, then I'll go in person. This is probably going to be a 45 minute to 60 minute presentation at this meetup. Again, if you have other meetups that you would like to go to, you have topics you want me to cover, let me know. Um, I'd even be up for, if you have a really good topic, uh, doing a webinar, right? If you have a real estate meetup or you can get a collection of people onto a, um, 
online, I don't know what you call them, WebEx or Meetup or whatever, uh, and you give me a topic to build something for, uh, I'd love to do that for you. So, uh, so let us know and always reach out. If you have questions, uh, leave them below. If you like the video or think I missed something, uh, again, let me know. I love feedback. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care.